Today is Pentecost Sunday. Um, we're going to talk about that this morning. I'm not going to be long. Uh, maybe 20, 25 minutes maybe. I don't know. We're going to have some time of prayer. And ask God to fill us with the Holy Ghost. You need it today. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Amen. Glad everyone's excited about it as I am. Acts 2 and 38. You may have heard this one before. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And verse 39 says, For the promise is unto you and to your children and all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Great. Amen. One more time. Jesus. Hallelujah, God, I thank you for the day of Pentecost. God, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost, Jesus. God, I pray in your name, God, that you would minister in the rest of this service. God, I pray that you would fill us with your spirit today in Jesus' name, God. If we came in here without the Holy Ghost, God, I pray don't let us leave the same way in Jesus' name, God. If it's been a long time since we prayed in tongues, if it's been a long time since we prayed in the spirit, I pray in Jesus' name, God, don't let us leave here without doing it. In the name of Jesus, God, minister, I pray in Jesus' name, God, pour out your spirit in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you like. Hallelujah. I'm just going to give it all I got and whatever happens, happens. All right. Pentecost Sunday. What is Pentecost? It was a Jewish feast that was celebrated 50 days after Passover. Pente means five or 50. In this case, 50 days after Passover. It was the Feast of first fruits. If you read about that in the Bible, that's what it was. A celebration of the beginning of the harvest being brought in, which is pretty awesome because that's when the beginning of the harvest of the church started. It coincided with the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. And it was among the major feasts or celebrations of Israel where the whole country would gather together. There were certain feasts where they all come from all over the country and they would gather in Jerusalem at the temple and they would worship together. It was called by several different names, the Feast of Weeks, the First Fruits, and Pentecost. And its realization and reality to us is that the day of Pentecost or the seventh Sunday after the resurrection of Jesus Christ marked the birth of the church. And on this day, seven weeks after Easter morning, after Jesus rose from the dead, we read of the events in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there were there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. This is the day of Pentecost that we're talking about. This is the birthplace of the church. This is why we call ourselves Pentecostal. If we don't believe it, then we might as well change our name. With the arrival of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this is where it started. The Spirit of God poured out upon men. Not only to live with men and women, but to live inside Amen. our hearts of men and women. 
The Holy Ghost is not a coat. It's not a covering. It's not something you just put on when you want it, when you feel like it. Maybe today I'll live for God. I'll just put this thing on and I'll be fine. And I'll go about my business and maybe tomorrow I'll take it off and do whatever I want. You know, that's not how it works. It's not something that you, you pick up whenever you, you want to live right. It's not something you pick up whenever you feel like you need it. But it's something that's put inside of us. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is what it's called. If you're baptized, the word baptized means immersed. So if you're immersed, you're fully covered. You're fully, it just it gets everywhere. <laughs> Completely affected. Not just part of us is affected, but the whole of us should be affected. I remember when I got the Holy Ghost when I was nine, uh, I cried a lot. I cry a lot anyway. That's what I do. But <laughs> my children take after me in that effect. But... I was praying and I was crying a bit, you know, because I was happy and emotional. And we went out to eat. I got to pick where I wanted to eat because it was a special day. So we went to Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut's awesome. And we went there and my brother was making fun of me. I was seven, or I was nine, he was seven. He didn't know any better. But he's like, oh, look at you, you were crying. And I was like, well, at least I had something to cry about. And then my, my grandma was like, oh my goodness. I didn't know it was going to affect you that much. Look at this wisdom. <laughs> it just gave me the words I needed to shut them down at the moment, I guess. But the Holy Ghost affects all of us. It affects us. It's not just something that we feel good, you go home and that's it. You know, it affects us. It gives us a response when you need it sometimes. It gives us the power that we need to, to face whatever we're facing. So what is or who is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is... Literally God in action. God is a spirit. There's not one or two or four or five or three. Sorry, no, he's one, not two or three. God is a spirit. And the Holy Ghost is literally God in action. The Holy Ghost is always accompanied with a verb. When you read about the Holy Ghost in the Bible, it's always doing something. And the Holy Ghost is not a stagnant thing. It's the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit, if you want to call it. It's coming to live with you, live inside of your heart. It's not a stagnant thing. It's not just something that sits there. You get one-time experience and then go about the rest of your life, and that's that. It's always moving. The Holy Ghost is God in action in our lives, guiding us, strengthening us, leading us, delivering us, moving through us, moving in our lives, healing, speaking, touching, empowering us. The Holy Ghost is Nothing but the spirit of the resurrected Christ that has come to dwell in our midst. Amen. That spirit of the one God, the God who came and lived with humanity and was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. That God who overcame death, that God who overcame hell and the grave, the God who defeated Satan, the God who healed the sick, the God who delivered the demon possessed, the God who raised the dead, who spoke life and truth into lives, the God who changed the world, his spirit. That is what the Holy Ghost is. It is the spirit of the resurrected Jesus in activity in the church, working in the church, working the same way that Jesus did if we allow him healing the sick, binding broken hearts, setting the captive free. It is a power of God within the believer. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The word power there comes from the Greek word dunamis. 
from which we get the word dynamite. It's an explosive power. Whenever someone mentions dynamite, I always think of the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Wile E. Coyote. And there's that look on his face when he gets that piece of dynamite. He realizes it's too late and something's going to happen. You know what I'm talking about? There's that look. Because he knows that there's a power in this dynamite and it's too late and I can't control what's about to happen next. And he has that look and everything blows up in his face every time. But he has that look like, oh no, here it comes. There's power in this dynamite and I can't stop it. It's going to happen. There's nothing I can do to stop it. And that's what the Holy Ghost is like. There's this power, this dynamite, dunamis that comes with the Holy Ghost. It's just going to happen and you can't stop it. It's an unstoppable force. You can't fight it. You can't stand against it. You can't kill it. You can't, you can try to silence it. You can try to lock it up, but it's the power of God that cannot be stopped. If we let him work in our lives, he cannot be stopped. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have access to that power. When you're filled with the spirit, you have access to to that power, the same power that created the world, the same power that spoke everything into existence, the same power that healed the lame, that healed the blind, that healed the deaf and the mute, that raised people from the dead, the same power that can cure or heal cancer. That power is inside of you when you have the Holy Ghost. You have access to that power. Power to live over sin, power to live above that, power to live, you know, Power over your past, sorry, power, security for the future, power over addiction, over depression, over disease, power to live for God in a world that doesn't want you to, in a world that's fighting against you, it seems like. There's power with the Holy Ghost. In the Old Testament, God gave his people over 600 rules to live by, and nobody was able to do it. They always messed up. They always failed. They couldn't do it on their own, and it's the same now. You can't do it on your own. You can try to be a good person all you'd like, and that's fine. I encourage that. You can try to do everything right, but you're still going to fail. You're still going to fall. And the Holy Ghost gives us power to overcome. You know, you're, you're still going to fail. Don't get me wrong. When you get the Holy Ghost, you're still going to mess up. I was nine. I've made mistakes since then. Believe me. But the Holy Ghost gives us power to get back up and to get over that and to move on and to, and to get past that, to triumph over that. The Holy Ghost empowers the believer to testify and to be a witness for him. So you shall be witnesses Amen. unto me. Yeah. The Holy Ghost gives us power, gives us the words to speak like I, with my brother. <laughs> I had something to cry about. The Holy Ghost, you know... You ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to say and then something just comes out and it was the right thing? That's the Holy Ghost movement. It gives us a boldness. It gives you words to speak. It gives you wisdom. And it, it leads us. John 14 and 17 says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. So the Spirit of truth that the world doesn't understand because it doesn't see it. But when you have the Holy Ghost, when you have Him dwelling inside of you, when you have Him living inside of you, it makes sense. He opens our eyes to what the Word means. The Holy Ghost directs a believer into the understanding of the Word of God. And there's a lot of stuff you may not understand when you come to church for the first time. There's a lot of things you hear that don't make sense. There's a lot of things, you know, when you read the Bible that it doesn't seem to make sense. It may be confusing and you can't quite 
grasp it, but when we receive the Holy Ghost, he opens our eyes like a light comes on and helps guide us and shows us, you know, what it means. John 16 and 13, I'm not trying to be like spooky or anything, like, you know, but the Holy Ghost helps us understand, you know, like a teacher, not like some magical thing that just, you get these goggles and you can read everything and it makes sense. But like a teacher, the Holy Ghost teaches us. You know, when, you, when you're trying to learn something and you finally get that good teacher that knows how to explain it to you, you know, that's what it's like. That Someone that teaches. The Holy Ghost teaches us. John 16 and 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. And that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. The Holy Ghost leads us and helps us live for him and shows us you know, things to come, it says. Helps us live for him. You know, what to say, what to do. Helps us make decisions. When you need to make decisions. Great. How does the Holy Ghost come? Isaiah 28 and 11. It's a prophecy about this. And it says, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. For whom, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Acts 13 and 19, or 3 and 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come for the presence of the Lord. So we, we repent and we experience this refreshing from the Lord. Right? The same refreshing that Isaiah talks about that says, you know, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. For with stammering lips and an un Another tongue will he speak to his people. Does that make sense? We'll get that. So the Jews, when they received the Holy Ghost, Acts chapter 2 that we read, it says, they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In the Bible, they spoke, um, when they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke with other tongues in a different language. It wasn't something they learned or they practiced. You know, some of us may know different languages. Um, I'm trying to learn French still, and it makes me angry every day. It's hard to learn a different language. When the Holy Ghost comes, it's a language that you haven't learned, and he speaks through you in a language you, you don't know, a language you didn't learn just as a sign. You know, that there's something different happening here. When, they, when the Jews received the Holy Ghost, they spoke in other tongues. Acts 2 and 4 says, they're all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost, that's everyone that wasn't Jewish, Acts 10 and 45, it says, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So when the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues. Believers spoke in tongues when they received the Holy Ghost. In Acts 19, and six, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, they spake with tongues and prophesied. So all these instances when somebody received the Holy Ghost, something happened. What happened? Okay, thank you. They spoke in tongues. And that's how you receive the Holy Ghost. That's how you know. There's, there's a sign that you know is without a doubt. You know, you can, you can get a feeling and you can doubt that. Right? You can feel like Oh, I felt good. And then you go home and you talk yourself out of it. Right? Um, and I was a young person. 
got feelings about a lot of people. They didn't last. <laughs> maybe I talked myself out of it. Maybe they talked themselves out of it. But something happened, didn't last. The feeling doesn't last. But this is an experience that you can look back and you say, this happened. This for sure happened. I for sure spoke in a different language that I didn't understand. It's a sign that there's no doubt that it happened. There's no doubt to you. you know, these words came out that I didn't know what they meant. There's no doubt. There's no doubt to the people around you that were praying with you that this happened. You know, the Holy Ghost leaves us without any doubt. Do I really need the Holy Ghost? Is a question we may have. Matthew 3 and 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. He's talking about Jesus. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall. The word shall means it's going to happen. It's a straightforward thing. He's going to do it. He will do it. There's no question that he will do this. There's no doubt that he will do it. There's no hesitation that he will do it. There's no wavering in the reality that he is going to do this. He's going to come and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And what happened in Acts chapter 2? Cloven tongues like a fire sat upon them. It looked like fire. And they received the Holy Ghost. His spirit and the birth of his spirit allows us to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said in John chapter 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. So unless you're born of the water baptized, unless you're filled with the Holy Ghost, born of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So if you want to go to heaven, you need to do it. Amen. You want to go to the kingdom of God, you need to do it. You can try to be a good person all you like, but you need to do this. There's only one way. The Holy Ghost is not an aftermarket feature. It's not bonus features added on. You know, you're living for God and then here's this little bonus tag on to make you feel good or whatever. You know, when I was in high school, I think the Fast and Furious movies came out and so and everybody was buying old Honda Civics and fixing them up, souping them up, putting all these aftermarket features on them, but they're still Honda Civics. Trying to make it look good, putting all these aftermarket things, these little kits, lowering them, putting the rims on them, the big ridiculous spoilers on the back, painting them crazy colors, all this fun stuff. Just aftermarket stuff. The Holy Ghost is not like that. It's not an aftermarket thing that you just add on to your life to make it better, to make it look better, to make it look cool. It's not some bonus features like that DVD you get with the extra disc with all the commentary on it or whatever. I don't know. It's not something to add on to your walk with God. It's not something to add on to your, your relationship with God. It's not an add-on after the fact. The Holy Ghost is in integral part of the salvation process. You need the Holy Ghost in order to be saved. God marks his possession of our lives through the infilling of his spirit. He says, hey, I'm here now. I'm in charge. Everything's going to be different now. When we receive the Holy Ghost, it's, this, it's part of salvation. Romans 8 and 9 says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So 
If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man have not the Spirit, he is none of his. So if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not one of his. Don't argue with me, that's what the Bible says. You can't belong to Jesus if you don't have the Spirit. Through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we participate in the resurrection of Jesus and will therefore participate in the future resurrection of the saints of God. Romans 8 and 11 says, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. So you want to go to heaven, the Holy Ghost is what's going to take you there. And in this day, we're being tested like never before. The stuff that we face in the past generations didn't have to face. There's stuff that my kids face in school that other generations didn't have to deal with. And therefore, in this day, like never before, we need to declare the necessity of the Holy Ghost. In this day, like never before, we need to declare the power of the Holy Ghost. And this day, like never before, we need to declare the holiness of the Holy Ghost, the joy of the Holy Ghost, the wisdom of the Holy Ghost, and the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We need it more than ever before. You can never have enough of the Spirit of God. You need it, and you cannot make it without it. If we can have the music come back, please. Acts 4 and 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together, and they're all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. These people were already, um, and they're already filled with the Holy Ghost, and they prayed together, and they were all filled together. The Holy Ghost came on them together. So, in a few minutes, we're going to give that a try. We're going to pray together. If you want the Holy Ghost today, if you want to receive the Spirit of God in your life today, it can happen today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Luke, sorry. Luke 9. One more time. Luke 11, 9 to 13. It says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give for a fish? Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or shall he ask an egg and he will offer him a scorpion? He said all that to say this. If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? The Father's Day is next week, I think. You know, as a father, my kids ask me for something. If I can give it to them, I'll give it to them. Because I love them. And I'm not perfect. I fail all the time. Right? But if me, in my state, my imperfection is willing to do that for my child, how much more so is our Heavenly Father, who is perfect, willing to give us the Holy Spirit if we ask Him? That's all we need to do is ask Him. It's a gift. It's free. You just ask Him and He gives it. It's God's will for every life to be filled with the Holy Ghost from the youngest to the oldest 
and everybody in between. Joel 2, 28 to 29. This is what Peter quoted in Acts chapter 2. It says, And it shall come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days will I pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All. All flesh includes you and me. All flesh includes the rich and the poor. All flesh includes those of every culture, every language, every country. All flesh includes those of every educational background. All flesh includes the Muslim, the Jew, and the atheist, the Catholic, the Baptist, the Presbyterian. All flesh includes the addict, the lost, the confused, the person who's wandering and doesn't understand. All flesh includes people that have disabilities, people that have you know, learning disabilities or anything, anything that we put on somebody, any label we put on somebody, it doesn't matter. All flesh includes all of that. Anyone can be filled with the Holy Ghost. There was this kid in St. John. His name was Terry. Terry James. Hallelujah. His father's name was Terry. So we call him Terry James. Just, I don't know, he had some stuff wrong with him. He was... There's aliens everywhere. He was always walking around, muttering and flipping out. And, and he had some problems in school. He's always this big, I don't know. Nobody could deal with him. Nobody knew what to do with him. Nobody, you know. You know. I talked to him. We, we got along. Because I'm partially, whatever. We got along pretty well. But, um. One day, Terry went to the altar. And he got the Holy Ghost. And everybody's like, oh, Terry, Terry, just, just, we just ignore Terry because he's just doing whatever he wants. But one day, he went to the altar and he got the Holy Ghost. And Terry's, you know, he was wearing all these crazy, oh, he's piercing himself, you know, all this stuff going on, you know, these spike bracelets, whatever. He was trying to be, I don't know what he was doing, but. You know, God filled Terry with the Holy Ghost when nobody else thought it, you know. Everybody just kind of ignored him. He went to church for years and then he was like 17 or 18 and went to the altar and he got the Holy Ghost. And, you know, Terry, he doesn't, he's changed everything. He's calm, he's, he's put, like, it's just amazing. Hallelujah. Everything about him changed. Hallelujah. All flesh includes Terry. All flesh includes a nine-year-old boy that said, I'm on the Holy Ghost by the end of this youth. But all flesh includes 85-year-olds that are, you know, at the end of, end of the line. Amen. All flesh includes somebody with cancer. All flesh includes members of terrorist groups. People that don't believe the same we do. All flesh. You want support of the Spirit on all flesh. There's no limits. Whoever you are, whatever you're wherever you're from, whatever you've done, it doesn't matter. If you are alive, yes. you are a candidate to receive the Holy Ghost. If you believe that Jesus came and died for your sins, you are a candidate to receive the Holy Ghost. If you repented of your sins, you're a candidate to receive the Holy Ghost. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, you are a candidate to receive Hallelujah. the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's all stand, please. I know it's a simple message. We've heard it before. Let's pray on Sunday. I think it would be awesome.
God poured out His Spirit again. Like He did then. In a few minutes, we're going to all come to the altar. Please. Actually, let's let us all come now. If you can. If you, if you can, because of help. We're, we're going to come and pray. We have some people here that are seeking the Holy Ghost. Want to receive the Holy Ghost. If we all come, we all pray together. Glory to your name. the Holy Ghost. Come if you want to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. Peter said, repent baptize and be filled with the Holy Ghost. The first thing we need to do is repent. Repentance is just asking God to forgive us for things that we've done. Sorry, we're going to turn around go a different way. Repentance is cleaning out you know, our heart. If you want someone to come live <laughs> in your heart, you got to clean it out. Remember when you were younger and someone was coming over to visit and your mother would run around the house cleaning everything because someone was coming. Repentance cleans out our heart so that Jesus and the Spirit can come in. So we're going to all pray together. Pray a prayer of repentance together. And then we're going to worship. And as we worship, His presence is going to come in. And if you need the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive it. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. God, I pray in your name. God, I thank you. Hallelujah, God, for what you've done for me. God, I thank you for the cross. God, I thank you for forgiveness from sins. God, I pray in your name, Jesus, you would forgive me, God of anything that's come between me and you. In Jesus' name, God, forgive me, God, of, of failing you. God, forgive me from sinning, I pray. God, I don't want to do these things anymore. God, I want to live for you, Jesus. I want to turn my life around, God. I want to be filled with your spirit, God. I want this, this power. In Jesus' name, God, I want to be saved, God. I want to make it to heaven, God. I pray in your name, Jesus. If there's anything in my heart, God, show me, I pray. In Jesus' name, God, help me, I pray. In the name of Jesus, forgive me completely. In Jesus' name, God, clean my heart, I pray. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife's going to sing. If you want to receive the Holy Ghost this morning, all I want need you to do is just lift your hands and start worshiping. We'll come and pray with you. We'll coach you if you need it. Just raise your hand and start worshiping because God is going to move in this place. Hallelujah. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost if you want it this morning in Jesus name hallelujah let's all, let's all worship together let's create an atmosphere for anything to happen in Jesus name hallelujah